Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Coutinho is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Coutinho Sauce Company. Coutinho? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Fall in! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. In three, two, one, welcome back, kids, to another episode of At That Moment. 
Is there something wrong with your microphone? Nothing's wrong with this mic, young lady. You sound Welcome silly. to 1940. Oh, I didn't know we went back to, in time. We're going back in time to 1940. The exact <laughs> date, May 10th. Ooh, what happened on May 10th? Uh, some prime minister guy over across the pond. <laughs> across the pond? Great Britain. What, what did he do on March 10th? Became the prime minister. Oh, okay. That's what he started. He started. Young lady, you should let your husband explain that to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of At That Moment, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. By my uh, great introduction. Yes. What'd you think of that uh, 1940s voice? I, I went back. I, I'm you couldn't like, tell, right? I couldn't tell at all. You didn't know who was right in front of you? No, I couldn't. I was like, wow, this guy sounds like he should be on Trans- the radio. Transformed. I was transformed right. to way back when. Right. You even got up to get me a cup of coffee real quick. I did. I was going to make you a sandwich. I stopped. <laughs> I, I stopped you because I'm like, no, we need to record this. Oh, uh, yeah. So, obviously, the yes. year is 1940 this time. Uh-huh. Uh, the date, May 10th. Uh, who became prime minister? Come on, Crystal, a little history test. Reagan? Oh. <laughs> Close. No. Close. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. Sir Winston Leonard Spencer Churchill. You went all out. I know. He could have been like the um, Hispanic with all those last names. Yeah, normally people just call him Churchill. Churchill. Church- Churchill. Churchill. Not even Churchill. Just, just Churchill. Good old Churchill. Good old Winston Churchill. Winston? Winnie? Can I Winnie? call him Winnie? You can call him Winnie, whatever you want to. He's not our prime minister. <laughs> uh, but no, that guy was uh, a badass. He was. He is probably the reason why uh, Great Britain isn't speaking Germany. And why we... <laughs> speak in Germany? Uh, German. Yes. <laughs> in Germanese. Um, no, no. Uh, but we're not here to talk about him. We're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about what happened at that moment. At that moment. What even was though, going on? Even though he was a, a great man, mm-hmm. he, he helped uh, Great Britain uh, fight the war, World War II. He was, uh, he was a, a war prime minister, Ooh. as you'd call him. Right? He wasn't That's a big. politician. No. He was no politician. You know, He was there to, to kick ass Yeah. Clean. and chew bubblegum. Yep. And he Clean ran out of bubblegum. <laughs> and as you're going to see uh, mm-hmm. throughout this, or not see because this is audio, mm-hmm. so as you're going to hear throughout yeah. this episode, <laughs> uh, you'll see why Yeah, he ran out of bubblegum. It was, yes, it was right? strange times. So uh, before we get in there, one of the things that uh, we have not ran out of. What? Strike force energy. No. We have not run out of strike force we energy. Uh, not here in this household, not in America. Nope. Um, so, with that said, get yourself some Strike Force Energy. Okay. You want 20% off? Yes. You want 20% off? Yes. All right, let me hear you say it. I want 20% off. There you go. <laughs> how do you get it? By using your Ask code. me, how do you get it? How do you get it? You want to you know how to get it? <laughs> I want to know how to get it. You want to get 20% off? I do want to get 20% off. Use Fallen360. Oh, okay. As a promo code. Okay. Promo code? Okay. Fallen360. Got it. Uh, yes, sir. Go get yourself some Strike Force before it runs out. Ah, uh, who are we kidding? It's never going to run out. It's never running out. We live in America. Yeah. It's a free country. And it's not toilet paper. Although, it's been some crazy times. <laughs> it's been some yes, really you mentioned, crazy times. you mentioned toilet paper because uh, I don't think there was ever a shortage of just people going crazy. 
some some houses had shortages because the other houses had plenty. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we we'll talk about that about ration. Why we should have had rations. Rations, rations. or rations. Rations. <laughs> We should have we should have rations too. Rations. We should have we should have relations. Ooh. We should have rations. <laughs> rations. We should have it all. We should have all ours. Uh, so, anyways, uh, strange times. But uh, like I said, we're not focused on today. We're not focused on on uh, on even Winston or like you like to call him Winnie. Winnie. We're not focused on that guy, but we're focused around what happened around his uh, inauguration. Yes. Right, that year. 1940 and, and beyond. Yeah, and, you know, close by. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on around that time, right? Yeah. Was, what, was, what was one of the biggest things going on around that time? Um, was there a World War II going there on? There was a World War. World War. Yep. And uh, he was chosen as the prime minister uh, probably during one of the hardest times <laughs> for these guys. So talk about uh, uh, the hot seat. I'm going to do a hard seat. pass. I'm like, I'll take over when everything's nope, settled down. not winning. Not that's, winning. That's why he was the, the right man for the job. Yes. The right man for the job. Like, but I'll take all this Anyways, shit. so what was going on at that time? We want to talk about music? Well, we can, but it's going to be hard. Why is it going to be hard? Because there was no instruments. There was no freaking music. Well, oh. there was music, but not much. Yeah. There was no innovation. There was no real new. Uh, there was no new stuff coming out because, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, instruments, at that time, here in America at least, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure Britain and other countries as well that were involved in this, we weren't even involved yet. Yeah. We weren't even involved yet. But it, before 1940, um, the U.S. had already started to tell people uh, or, or banned certain companies from making certain instruments using certain materials, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Like iron, steel, lead, zinc, copper, copper magnesium, tin. rubber. Right? Yes. Um, any of those things. Neoprene. That, neoprene, too. <laughs> I don't know what kind of instruments made with neoprene, but hey. Apparently. Can't make them. Nope. Uh, hey, uh, what instrument do you play? The neoprene? <laughs> no. The neoprene. That wasn't an bang. instrument. It was No, I know. I'm, I'm, it's oh. material. I get it. I know. Okay. It's a show, Crystal. I was scared for a second. It's a show, Crystal. I'm trying to... <laughs> trying to keep people entertained here oh. it's a show i was like oh someone didn't take his medicine we make stuff well i didn't <laughs> that has that's neither here nor there so uh, but <laughs> but so there wasn't no in, there wasn't any new instruments so you had to be happy with what you had yeah, refurbished refurbished reclaimed those are words being thrown around recycle and reuse those were all words thrown Second around hand. here in my notes that i took mm-hmm. straight out of wikipedia <laughs> so it must be true. Must but um yeah, they were the war efforts were telling companies like no no no, not today. Mm-hmm. Not today. We kind of saw that at the beginning of COVID. Then um, they're like we need some masks. We did. And they were like you need to stop making cars and make some ventilators. Who um who did they uh, ask to do that? The car the car so manufacturers. I think Ford volunteered. There was one of them that got in trouble cuz they said nah will pass and then everyone was like nah you gotta nah you gotta do it so we need those um, ventilators yeah kind of uh, kind of the same uh similar situation mm-hmm. if you will they uh they were told uh no more instruments those are not necessary uh, all hands on deck for the war effort all your brass all your neoprene <laughs> is gonna go to make weapons yep. shells 
uh, you name it, right? Battleships, yeah. tanks, all that good old stuff. You gotta make war. War stuff. So I think, like, uh, from what I'm seeing, like, the numbers, like, I, be, I believe only 10%. They did allow some of it to be used, but only 10% of it, uh, instruments that were being made, could have those materials that were wow. uh, mentioned earlier. So kind of crazy. Kinda that crazy. is crazy. But we won the war. Yes, we did, because so, we all pulled together. Who's crazy <laughs> now? America. Who's crazy now? America's crazy? No, I'm saying we all pulled together America. Yeah, so, so maybe a little lesson for today. Yeah. These times, these crazy like, times. Get our shit together. Yeah, I don't want to get into it too no. much, but um, it is crazy times. I mean, it's hard to avoid. It is. It's hard to avoid. Even though we're in 1940, we're like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Why did we fight these wars just to end up fighting each other? I know. It's just a mess. But it's because we're, because we're very blessed. People don't realize that, but it's, it's a good problem to have is that we're not fighting outside our borders. We're just trying to make the country better. So, And everyone has an opinion on how to do that. So they're all arguing. But still, sharp and still, we're going to come out of this a stronger, better country. There you go. Preach on. Amen. It's not even Sunday, but I'm preaching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Yes. Music, not a go. Not a go. But what was a go? Fashion. Fashion. Fashion's always been It's a go. never going to be a no-go. We talked about it in the, the 20s, mm-hmm. 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it kind of stayed very similar, mm-hmm. right? 40s, um, mm-hmm. I, there was still a lot of the, the fedora hats and the suits and things like that with, with the men and, and the women, you know, the, the, the types of dresses and the shoes and all the hats. That didn't change much. But there was one uh, fashion, uh, one fad, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word to use. That did come out of the 40s that that was pretty cool yeah that, and it's it's lasted because uh, it's created even like a genre of its own yeah that uh, kind of came back in the 90s yes with it certain did. bands and certain mm-hmm. type of music Mama uh, number five maybe we're talking about suit suitors zoot suit zoot zooters yeah well zoot zoot is I think the genre but zoot zooters that's yep. what they were called. Oh, I the, didn't know that. The, the guys that wore these, they were called suit zooters, right? So <laughs> zoot zooters? Like, like, so the word zoot, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of, you know, uh, thoughts of where these words came from, right? So this genre started with uh, the African-American population, the Latinos, Hispanics, uh, people from, you know, specifically Mexico, um, even Italians, right? So these were people from... from mm-hmm. um, uh, lower uh, income communities mm-hmm. trying to create their own fashion, trying to dress a little bit nicer, uh, specifically in the black community with mm-hmm. jazz. Right? It works. Jazz, awesome jazz musicians. So mm-hmm. the word zoot, um, they don't know exactly where it came from, but they, they think that it might just be a derivative of just the word suit. I can see that. So people may have just called it like a zoot, like, like made up slang. the word, or like, kind of like slang, right? You're going to wear your zoot, your not zoot. your suit. Yeah. Because that's for church, but so, your zoot. A zoot zooter, zoot suitor, whatever. Anyways, uh, point is that that became a thing, right? And so to describe it, for those of you that don't know, um, suit zooters were the big suits, big yeah. shoulder pads, big hats. Yep. Maybe a feather sticking out of it. I mean, why I mean big hats? I mean, like the brim of it was 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 pretty big, right? Bigger mm-hmm. than your normal fedoras. 
Um, the suits itself were longer, like almost down to your knees. Oh, the, yeah. The pants were high-waisted pants. Oh, right? yeah. Um, rounder or, or wider at the at the leg, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, by, by, by the time it gets down to your shoes, right, with your little wingtips, you know. So almost like an exaggerated version of a suit. Yeah. Right? So in the 1990s, we talked about it, that, that whole genre kind of came back, right? Now, I remember Zoot Zoot Riot mm. or Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Yeah. They, they sang that song, Zoot mm-hmm. Zoot Riot. Um, anyways, so, and, and that was a whole genre too. That was probably one of the most popular bands at, in the 90s uh, that made it, but it, there was a ton of them. Yeah, a ton it of was them. everybody. It became, Swing dancing game yep, was it, popular. It was huge. That was all based on yep. this, right? The other one too, the other the other kind of noticeable uh, fashion um, or you know piece of this was the chain. They oh, made yeah. the chain popular, right? Yes. Where you would wear the wallet chain, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out from hooked to your belt loop, yeah, um, hanging all the way back to your back pocket, right? Yep. Big old chain. Sometimes you, multiple chains, yeah, right. And so um, because of course these were minorities that created this, uh-huh. um, they were thought of as thugs. What? By the community. Come on. They were saying these were vigilantes. These are people that are causing trouble. So if you dress uh-huh. that way, you must be a bad guy. You must not be a good person. Whatever. Just Someone you know, was just jealous because they looked better. They looked good. They had cooler. So there's a lot of different reasons why this started, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or why people think that it started. You know, one... The, the jazz musicians, you know, wanted kind of a, a, a different style, something similar, something that looked sharp and good, yeah. but their own style, right? So that was one thing. Uh, in the Hispanic community, in the uh, Mexican community specifically, we had our own term for suit, suit suitors, which oh, yeah? was Pacheco. Oh. Pacheco is, I'll get into the meaning of that and where it came, because there's like several different thoughts of where that that meaning came from or the word the word came from. But uh, so same concept, right, with the chain, the big pants, high-waisted pants, Mm -hmm. the the big shoulders. Um, A lot of those folks were thought to come from El Paso, Texas. And Your hometown. That's my hometown. It keeps coming back. I know. We've done several shows where a lot of stuff comes from there. (laughs) So the the meaning, one of, because there's several, one of is that people used to say, um, the nickname for El Paso was Chuco, or they said El Chuco. What does Chuco mean? I don't know, but there's another there's another uh, meaning uh, behind it, uh, where it mm. came from, and I'll get into that afterwards. Okay. But let's just say, um, for whatever reason, they called it El Chuco. Um, when people were asked, where are you headed? And if they were coming from Mexico, which is, you know, obviously south of of El Paso, mm-hmm. um, they would point up north and say Palchuco. Palchuco means to, to El Paso or to El Chuco, right? Mm-hmm. So the word P-A, pa, pa. you know, um, and that's kind of like a, a short term too because mm-hmm. normally the, the proper word would be like para, right? Oh, Whatever. Okay. We're getting into all this craziness. But anyways, <laughs> pa, Pachuco, Spanish. so now you put it all together and it says Pachuco. Pachuco. So then those people that would say Pachuco, I'm heading to Chuco or Pachuco, they so started being Pachuco. called Pachuco. So they mm-hmm. shortened it up and called them Pachucos. Like right? anyone headed to El Paso right. was a Pachuco. Was a Pachuco. Now, check this out. If you cross the border, apparently mm-hmm. back then, it wasn't as hard. So as long as you looked good, 
you, they would let you through, no questions asked kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're just going there to, to work. A lot of people just came from Juarez to El Paso to work, which yeah. to this day it still happens. Um, you Your odds, your chances of just getting across the border without questioning were if you dress nicer. Mm. So people start dressing in this fashion okay. with the big suits and everything else to look good, mm-hmm. right, to go across the border from Juarez to go to El Paso and work. Be a now, here's another theory of where the name, this is what you asked, where the name Chuco came from, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a big factory, a shoe company oh. in El Paso that a lot of uh, people from Juarez worked at. It was a huge, probably one of the, the, the bigger factories there in El Paso at that time. You're going to laugh at this, but it's shoe company, short, what's short for company? Co. Co, right? When you, mm-hmm. like, shoe co. Yeah. So, in big letters from oh. the building, it said shoe co. Oh. Shoe, as in shoe. Okay. And then company, shoe co. I got you. So, people started calling it shoe co. Okay. So, when you ask me where did that term come from, that's one of the thoughts that people would, when they, especially, obviously, being Hispanic, not speaking English, the way they said it was, I'm going to work in Chuco. 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 Okay. Get it? Yes. It's kind I of interesting. You. I didn't know. That is interesting. I knew about a lot of this stuff just from, uh, you know, I like history and especially, obviously, my own history, where I came from, things like that. But this whole Chuco thing, that was new to me. When I did the research for this, I didn't know that one. And that's interesting. Um, I'm going to look more into it and see if I actually find what this company was because that's really, really cool. But that's another theory of where where that came from. So um, anyways, that's that's where a little history on Pachucos. So uh, if you guys still don't know or can't imagine what I'm saying, go watch The Mask with Jim Carrey, yes. the movie. Do you remember that scene where he's wearing that, well, the, the, yellow, the, yellow, yeah. the yellow outfit and he's dancing and he's doing the whole thing with uh, Cameron Diaz, right? Yeah. Was it, was it her debut or, mm-hmm. and uh, by the way, looked yeah. great. A little thicker Carmen Diaz, um, mm. probably a little better than the uh, the one that came out in uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh. That, that Diaz not as good as the uh, the mask. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay, so. well, I'm sure she's writing all this down. I'm sure she's listening to this. <laughs> Just thought, it, hey, hey, hey. You like him a little thick. Yeah. Okay. look good. That was okay. like uh, an eye-opener. That's good for me. Remember that scene when, uh, <laughs> remember that scene when he uh, uh, turns into the wolf and he's like, mm-hmm. his eyes pop up just like the old cartoon? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's, yeah, that was me at the theaters. <laughs> Anyways, that scene when he's wearing that suit, mm-hmm. that's 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 a suit suitor. Yeah. Mask was a suit suitor. That makes so, sense. Um, hopefully that helps put it into uh, perspective. Uh, let's see what else is going on here, too. So um, here's where we talk about the food. Mm-hmm. We mentioned bubble gum earlier. Yes. When good old Winnie, Winnie Churchill, uh, showed up to World War II and said, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And he was all out of bubblegum, so he had no option but to kick ass. There you go. Why was he all out of bubblegum? Because they imported all their food. They imported all their food, and they had a ton of food rations mm-hmm. because of the war. So I don't know if you knew this before this. I didn't know before looking into this. But during that time, pretty much during the whole, almost the 40s, Britain didn't have, like, bananas. That's so weird. They didn't have lemons. They didn't have so things weird. like they had no access to that stuff because it wasn't important and it it, it wasn't gonna save lives if they had it. So you, you know, they focused they focused on proteins and other things like that. 
Um, the only thing that wasn't really rationed was vegetables because nobody fucking wants vegetables. <laughs> uh, no, plus they could grow their own. Yes, um, And people were encouraged to grow their own vegetables, uh, to have their own little mini farms. In fact, there was a... Let me see if I find the name of it. There was a program, which is funny that there's always a program, there's right? The government. There's always a program. Dig was, for Victory. Yep. Dig for Victory. Dig for Victory. Was the name of the program, which encouraged people to to grow their own crops. We were almost having to do that During four this months time. ago. I yeah. Know. I was we, like. We should. We should start our own little program. Dig for, dig for COVID. Dig for COVID. Dig for COVID. Something like that. I don't know. I'm going to bury um, COVID. But, yeah, so things like, um, was it bacon, butter, Mm -hmm. and sugar were all rationed. Can you imagine them telling you, nope, I can't give you, uh, you know, your, your, you got five slices of bacon for this week. That's all you're getting. And it's I eat five bacons, five slices of bacon. Yes. By myself. Yes. It's interesting that bacon is still so popular. Like, it's still such a front runner on food. Like, Bacon has not lost its popularity. No. Um, and then it's also interesting how they had this system of rations and all that stuff. Because we, is it rations? Rations? Rations. <laughs> rations just sounds like a. a like a rash? A, yeah, or a, a, a southern take on it. Rations. <laughs> oh, rations. Rations. Anyways, it's just interesting how, I wonder how close we were to that. Because for a while there, you couldn't, you know, the stores were so bare. Well. Without without putting something in place, we kind of were. Yeah, the, the stores, the stores were. Did they it. they did. They limited you to from buying water, uh, from or you know like only two cases per 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 trip. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Things like that. Oh no, one case. It was or like one. one well, case. you know whatever. Yeah. yeah that, it was one this like one spaghetti one. I mean, yeah. there's still some like hand, um, areas like that. There's so, still people. There's still stores that are doing that right now. Yeah, like you um, hand washing soap. It yeah. is still limited to one. I didn't know that. Toilet paper is still limited to one. Um, they have little signs up. Well, I'll tell you this much. So just because you obviously do the shopping for us, the, the hands of that. And it's not like we're doing that all the time. You know, yeah. we buy enough and then it normally lasts us, you know, a, a while, while, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, right? Uh, without going into too much detail about my job, but um, hand sanitizer has been incredibly incredibly hard to find in the business yes. that I work in because most of it has been going to hospitals which it should yes uh, you know and places that really needed mm-hmm. uh, more so than 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 where I work and the the, the people that I work for you know it's, yeah. it's a big corporation uh, you know and, and the site itself where I work is, is a small little city basically mm-hmm. um, and for us to have to figure out what we're going to do to supply these folks with just hand sanitizer, hand wipe, disinfecting wipes has been the for the last two or three months the biggest puzzle. Yes. And the biggest shit show. Yes. That I've ever that I've ever seen, <laughs> and there are people out there probably getting rich off of yes. creating projects or pro- products mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, are, are failing miserable, but maybe if if you get that one deal, that one big wit deal. Well, you can sell a ton. You can at least make a little bit of money and get the fuck out before anybody yes. notices you're a fraud. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's happening, but th- that's happening. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so it's weird times. 
it's it weird times. times. Um, now the next big thing, and this is something I've kind of been uh, getting into just because where I work and even the city where we live in, the state itself here in Arizona, um, you know, they've been telling people, you need to wear a mask, right? The cities, yes. uh, the towns, you're kind of on your own, the governor said, make those decisions for yourselves. Most towns, most cities uh, went with, yes, if you're in a public place, if you're around other people, you know, please wear a mask, right? Wrap um, it up. So it's uh it's crazy times. Yeah. It's crazy times, right? I it know is. I know we're we got a little bit off topic out of the forties. Well, it's kind but, of like the forties, that's what but it this makes is sense. what they were going through. Ours lasted for two months. Theirs lasted for nearly the decade. I know it's and crazy. People went crazy, um, hoarding and just showing how kind of privileged we are <laughs> because people were just stocking up and it was it's crazy. Um, so real quick, persons falling within the following descriptions were allowed eight ounces of cheese a week in place of the general rations of three ounces. So what I'm about to share with you, are uh, these are folks that instead of the three, the normal three ounces that mm -hmm. everybody got, these folks that fall into this group or this category, um, they got eight ounces. So five more ounces than the normal uh, uh, people out there, right? Mm -hmm. So vegetarians obviously because they weren't getting meat so the meat and baking coupons must be surrendered so if you're a vegetarian it was like uh it, it, it's not like today where you could be like well i'm a vegetarian and then like two weeks later like i miss meat and going back to meat yeah if you said you were a vegetarian you're registered as a vegetarian <laughs> at that time you were to surrender your meat and baking coupon imagine meat and baking coupons i'd be like I don't trade. i know i'd be like don't 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 um, register as a vegetarian. Instead, let's trade. Keep your bacon and meat coupons. Get extra bacon and extra meat. I'll give you my cheese or whatever else you want, and I'll take your bacon and your meat. Mm -hmm. but anyways, so that was one. Another one, underground mine workers. So underground underground mine workers were allowed extra cheese. I wonder why. Is it because they work hard? Yes. You think it's to keep them a little uh, um, clogged up, you know what I mean? <laughs> Could be, but I think what we're going to see right here is what, in the 40s, what a central employee looked like. Well, I guess these are essential, yeah. Agricultural workers holding mm -hmm. unemployment insurance books or cards bearing stamps marked agricultural. So if you were in agriculture mm -hmm. and you were unemployed, you got extra cheese. So mine worker, bring us those materials yep. and um, bring us the food. Yep. County roadman. I don't know what that is. Con uh, construction. County roadmen, I guess. Building the roads. Mm -hmm. uh, forest street workers, including fellers and hauliers. Truckers. Is that what Truckers, that is? Truckers, I think all right. so. Truckers. Well, they were considered uh, essential wood. this time, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bring the wood all the time, baby. <laughs> Land drainage workers. Oh. Including catchmen, board workers. I have think no land idea what that is. I want to say sewer systems of some sort. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it wasn't what we had. I no. just don't know what a catchment, catchment, including catchment board. Maybe workers. the one that catches it at the end. Oh, you the, want to make sure they stay alive. Yeah, the catchers and the, <laughs> the givers. The givers and the catchers. Got to give it to them. Give them that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Members of the auxiliary force of the women's land army. So if you were a female in the auxiliary force, you got extra cheese. Two. Yep. Here's some cheese for that wine. <laughs> oh. 
You will pay for that. Railway <laughs> train crews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Including, including crews of shunting engines, but not including dining car staffs. Ooh, so if you worked for the railway, rail, railway system, but you were a waiter in the carts, mm -hmm. you did not get cheese. And here, waiter, like the restaurant people are essential. Like we consider them. They, nah, you know, but they didn't it was a lot of support. Yeah. Support for them, but they didn't. Cl they they closed. They shut them down. Yeah, I, I guess. As hu yeah, as but humans, lot, as yes. us, as people, we we thought of them, but not the government. Not the government. You're they right. said people don't need to go get fatter and eat at your, <laughs> at your place. Um, so that's interesting. Rail. Imagine. Imagine if you are uh, one of those staff members that works on the the rail cart, serving people, mm -hmm. or or anything, checking the tickets. I'm assuming anyone that yeah. works in the rail cart. But yet the engineer or the guys driving it, they're like, mm, mm, look at all this cheese. We're like, you're gonna get some spit. In look here. at all this cheese. I know, right? It's like, who's giving the cheese away? Yeah. Railway signalmen and permanent waymen. So basically, anyone transportation. Yeah, sounds like those guys were with the shit. Get, get me some, give me some cheese, Beans please. Beans and bullets. Some cheese, please. All right, movies. Movies. There's a lot. So right there, just so you guys know, we were talking about Britain. Yeah. We're talking about Britain. Um, you, so you guys don't get confused. This is not what was going on in America. I know. But I think we had rations. We had too. rations too, but these specifically, we were talking about. Um, what was going on over there? That that Winnie's specifically, people. that list specifically was for yeah yeah Winnie Churchill's people, yes. right? Like we said, war mentality, war yeah. war mentality. Because they were on the front lines right there. They were being bombed, and so we over here in America, we were adding to the effort, but we also had our entertainment. We weren't going to give that up. Mm -mm. Nope. So movies. Speaking of entertainment. Enter entertainment. But some of these I do not find entertaining. You don't? No, they're classics, but I never really got into them. So, well, let's talk about this. So February 10th of that year, this is all 1940, Tom and Jerry make their debut. Mm -hmm. You want to guess the name of that, that debut of that cartoon? I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Puss Gets the Boot. Mm. Instead of Puss and Boots. Puss Gets the Boot. Puss gets the, pretty creative. Yeah, that's cute. But that's classic. Tom that's and Jerry. Classic. I didn't know they, they came out that long ago. I neither did I. So 1940, February 10th, Tom and Jerry come into existence. I'd like to see that 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 uh that episode. Oh yeah. Puss yeah, gets the boot. I've never been a Tom and Jerry fan. It's kinda like Oh no. Well you didn't have you didn't have T V going out. So I didn't. February twenty third. Oh, right. What were you gonna That's say? Right. I was just gonna say probably because I was forced to watch Tom and Jerry reruns when everyone else had, you know, cable and yeah. was watching cool things. Just Did saying. you know that there there is a season or series of Tom and Jerry that were directed by Dr. Seuss? That's cool. They were not. They um, weren't? There's people that enjoy them for some reason as a child. Those gave me anxiety. Really? After this, I will play some for you. Oh, wow. They, they were, they, I know Tom and Jerry never talked, but Tom and Jerry were always kind of, they were drawn, you know, cute. They were a little fluffy, you know, rounder, mm -hmm. rounder, like the faces, the tails, everything else. For some reason, the Dr. Seuss ones were drawn just a little different. You could tell, I, and I, I could tell. 
Oh. As an artist, I could tell they were drawn a little different, a little bit sharper edges. Okay. But also the audio. So in, in the original Tom and Jerry cartoons, the, there was a lot of orchestra and, and you know, uh, really soothing oh, music, yeah. right? Violin music, stuff like that. In the Dr. Seuss version, there were a lot of um, uh, space-like sounds, a lot of hollow a lot of weird screams really? and yell. Yes, it's very, 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 very different. And I know people are gonna think that I'm crazy, mm. but promise you, please go check out the difference between the Dr. Seuss, Tom and Jerry version. Well, you're gonna have to and post the it. regular ones. I will. That will be but interesting. For sure, after this, I will show you. Okay. And for me, it I don't know why I hated it, and I and I never knew why. I was like, why do these cartoons? And then I found out later it was Dr. Seuss, which I love Dr. Seuss. It was just, it, it didn't match. So wow, what he did with his weird. cartoons and his stuff, and then when he mixed it with Tom and Jerry, I, not, 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 match. not for me. Wow. And I still get anxiety. Like the, just the, maybe it's just the sounds, whatever mm-hmm. it was, I, I didn't like it. I didn't wow. like it. Yeah. Anyway. That's weird. Maybe little, I was watching those. Little known fact, yeah. everybody. All right. February 23rd, Walt Disney's animated Pinocchio, Pinocchio. came out. So I believe that was his uh, first, no, that was not his first no. movie. Was it Snow White? Yeah. Snow so White, was. 1930s. But Pinocchio apparently at first was considered a flop, mm-hmm. but then later on became one of uh, the most classic and beloved Disney movies. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Pinocchio. I I'm, I like it, but it never really. It's because you like to lie. And I it guess. it scares you. Oh, <laughs> wow, it's getting deep now. No, just kidding. Yeah, it's getting deep. <laughs> Maybe it's because I always wanted to be a real boy. Oh, there you go. And I just, you know, mm. I don't know. It's scary. Sad. It's got real here. It did. It's got real here. All right. March 21st, Alfred Hitchcock's first American film, Rebecca. Never seen it. Neither have I. I don't I've even heard, know what it's about. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Uh, apparently, it got uh, Best Picture. At the wow. Academy Award, so we should watch that. Right off the bat, Alfred Hitchcock came out swinging. Yeah, swinging and said, "He goes, I'm fucking gonna take this town by storm," and never stopped. So Alfred Hitchcock, obviously, you know, uh, one of the best directors of all time. July twenty seventh, Bugs Bunny makes his official debut as well. So two big cartoons came out that yeah, year. Yeah, three. Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Well, I mean, Pinocchio is part of Disney, I would say, but oh, know. so you don't count them? No, because Disney already had started. Oh, I'm saying a franchise got, got started. So Tom okay. and Jerry, the franchise started that year. Oh, okay. that was their first. I get it. That was when it first debuted. So was Bugs Bunny. Mm. So two major franchises came out. Disney was already doing his thing. Okay. All right. So those are. You know, some of the more popular ones came out. The other one, uh, Great Director, it was or The Great Director. This was by Charlie Chaplin. And I know in the 1920s when we did At That Moment, yeah, we talked about good old Charlie Chaplin. Yes. Um, so in the 40s, there was already uh, sound mm-hmm. in movies. But he was one of the only um, directors that was still creating uh, silent films well into the creation of sound. He wasn't um, this No, but he's still, you know, an amazing director, yeah. actor, all that good stuff. So this was his first movie mm-hmm. with sound in it. So check this out. Uh, let me see. He was the director. Uh, he also orchestrated. Uh, he did the, the sound for it. He wrote it. He starred in it. I mean, Damn. he did everything. 
I mean, he he, he scored the movie, right? Over so the sound, match? I know, and it ended up winning, I believe, four Academy Awards Damn. for best script, okay, uh, sound, Steve, everything. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, anyways, um, so this movie, in case you guys don't know about it, obviously, this movie in 1940 came out before we were involved in World War II. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you know your dates and your history, um, but it was about um, Hitler. And then Mussolini, and so it was about a guy who was, I believe he was a barber, a Jewish barber, and he actually played both roles. He played Mm. Hitler and the Jewish barber. So this guy was just full of talent. In case you didn't know about Charlie Chaplin, um, you know, he wasn't just this silent film actor. He wasn't the little guy in the bowler hat and the mustache and the the little cane, you know, Mm -hmm. that swung around. I mean, this dude was super, super talented. So in case you guys haven't seen... There's, um, well, there's many movies about him, but one particular with um, uh, Robert, what's his name? Downey. Robert Downey Jr., yeah, probably one of his best I performances. Need, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that was a really, really good movie. Apparently, that was like one of his lowest moments, too, for Robert Downey Jr., like right when he was at his worst as far oh, as the really? drugs go. Uh, because apparently, Charlie Chaplin was also um, alcoholic and, you know, into drugs and other stuff, too. So he really got into character. Uh, but then soon after that, I believe, is when he kind of, you know, got off all the shit. So, oh, my gosh. I don't know. Uh, let's see. So another great Disney movie that came out, Fantasia. People love Fantasia. Fantasia was just one of those weird movies that it, it just revolutionized cartoons. I think, right? They, yeah, they revolutionized the cartoon and the music, how they Put synced it all together. together. Um, some people say this is kind of what made Walt Disney. Yeah. You know, even though there was uh, these other movies and cartoons, yeah. this is the one that separated him from all the other cartoons and all the other, you know, animated movies, yeah. you know, going on at the time. Not that there were many, but this definitely just, you know, put him ahead of everyone else. So did you, you've seen Fantasia? I've seen parts. You've never seen the full thing? No. It's another one of those that I, I understand why mm-hmm. it's popular, but it's also very weird, right? It has mm-hmm. no real... I, I know there is kind of a story to it, but it's... I don't know. I guess it kind of has the same feeling of that Tom and Jerry, um, the ones that were produced by um, yeah. Dr. Seuss, where it's just random shit going on, and you have to pay uh, pay close attention, and, you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not one to pay close attention to yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, it's Especially as a kid. Especially yeah. as a kid. And it's interesting when there's things that have withstood the test of time. Like, all of those things that I... Like, I'm not a Bugs Bunny fan. So, I, I just... I'm not. I'm not a Tom and Jerry fan. Not a Fantasia fan. Um, I can give or take Pinocchio. I, I think it's kind of cute. But... And it's just weird how these have withstood the test of time. But there's a lot of things that I'm just like, oh, I don't really get it, but... I, but it's popular. Yeah. Like, people love them. It is what it is. It is. It is what it is. So that came out November 13th, 1940. So good year for movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, classics. They, they're um, still around? Thief of Baghdad. You ever heard of this movie? No. I know I know that it's a popular movie, and I've heard of it. Um, it but looks like Aladdin. Yeah, it's kind of a Latinish, uh, like kind of like uh, Alibaba and the Forty Thieves, oh, you know that yeah. kind of thing, whatever. During this time, the Middle East was actually very um, popular, especially mm-hmm. in the movies. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia oh, yeah. came out, I think, not in the forties. Then it might have came out in like the fifties, but still, a lot of this was very popular at the time. Mm-hmm. So, but this movie, 
the reason why I put it in here, um, it's not because of its popularity so much, mm -hmm. but this was the beginning of, let me read it like this first, because okay. I don't want to give it out. Let me see if you can guess what. Chroma keying is a visual effects post-production technique for com uh, composing, uh, layering two images or video streams together. Is that editing? Based on color, hues. So what is that? I don't know. That's the invention of green screen. Oh! That's the invention of green screen. Okay. So that's why this movie is so oh, special. Oh, yes. They were the first ones to use this technique. That's cool. Right? That's really so, cool. It's another one. So if you guys are interested in all this stuff, go check it out. Yeah. The uh, Thief of Baghdad. I wonder how, how that withstood the test of time. I know. I want to watch looks that. Like. That looks really interesting. Uh, think about it. When, it. when you talk about simple green screen, um, mm -hmm. it's pretty simple. So even people that were using that same technique into the 80s and 90s, yeah. I don't see the much change. Yeah. Right? I mean, the quality of the, right. the film and the cameras, obviously. Yeah. But I bet you it, it, it looks pretty cool. Like, no yeah. different than something used later on because green, it's a very simple technique. That's so right. It's a very simple technique. Um, so I wonder what, what it looks like. But, um, anyways, that's um, that's what it I wanted to end with uh, a cool little uh trivia there. Oh, yeah, I like it. A uh, little knowledge. Uh, this was a fun show. This was, it this was, was cool. really interesting. It was interesting, especially learning about uh, the, the zoot zooters. I know, Pachucos. And that's Americans for you. The whole world is burning, and we're still going to find fun, and and people are going to come out with um, innovative styles, and that's what America's yeah. all cool. It is. Uh, and before we go, so you guys uh, um, know, I want you to have a, a great day. Have a great week. Make sure you share our podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's make... Uh, you know, let's just have a good time. Yeah. Let's uh, let's have not a good week. let's not uh, get caught up on all the, the the crap that's going on around us. You know, do what you got to do to protect yourself and, and your family. So this is the land of the free. Yes. Because of the brave, let's keep it strong. Let's not be an embarrassment to the rest of the world. Let's lead the world just like we always have in yes. innovation. In uh, culture, you know, culture, in um, diversity, diversity, love, respect for each other, you know, uh, great leadership. Yep. So, whatever it is, whatever you got to do, let's do it. Let's get it done. Uh, for Crystal uh, Pachuca <laughs> Reedy, yes. I'm outside the wire, Guar. Love you guys. Take care. Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also 
helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVCAZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and valorsveteranscommunityaz.org.